Next on BYU Sports Nation, more Maui madness for BYU hoops, but this time in a record-setting win. Chase Fisher, number one in your hearts, number one on his jersey, and number one from three-point land. Plus, all access with California football defensive lineman Harrison Wilfley. He went on a mission trip. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Was the night before Gobble Gobble. Gobble Gobble Gobble. Or the morning. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with EA Sports backup voiceover guy, Jerem Jordan. EA Sports. It's in the game. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Oh, this just in. Chase Fisher just made another three-pointer. Oh, my gosh. What a game, man. That was fun. You play Chaminade and you make a national splash. Huh? What? <laughs> Ten threes? You only start 12 for 12? Are you serious? We were, we were going crazy. We were like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. It just kept building. Everyone. Whoa. And then Chase Fisher, for the record, air ball. We're like, <laughs> Oh, just a bit outside. Hey, it's okay. And then he, he got make, it makes his first eight three pointers. <laughs> Unbelievable! That was performance. fun to watch. That was. Uh, Let's play. Sha- hey, we said play San Diego State every year. Let's play Shamanad every year. Yeah, Let's play Shamanad. Hey, we'll go to Hawaii every year and play Shamanad. That was that was unbelievable. So fun. Join our conversation twenty four seven using For the BYU. hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter caption. Okay, this is a little different. We want you to caption the photo of Chase Fisher that we've tweeted out on our at BYU Sports Nation account. My hashtag, or my caption for this is, with one leg. He's running, so it looks like he has one leg. I did this with one leg. That's my caption. Uh, for those that haven't seen the picture yet, it's Chase dribbling to his right. I'm guessing right before he launches up one of his record 10 three-point makes. So I used to call highlights for six years on local news. And uh, my go-to phrase for a three-point shooter was, three for me, none for you. Nice. They off the Twix, <laughs> off the Twix commercial. So that, that is my <laughs> caption today. Our first tweet in from at JMan426. He says, He was first you, yesterday. You need to read this. Gandalf. Oh, Gandalf. <laughs> oh, no. It's Chase Fisher. Fly, you fools. <laughs> <laughs> Have to get a Lord of the Rings reference in there at oh, least yeah, one man. time. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The Fisher King. Fisher for three. Fisher now is six. Give a man a Fisher and he shall score for a day. (laughs) Teach a man to Fisher and he shall score for life. Chase Fisher. That's an old Chinese proverb. Sets a new BYU single-game record with 10 made three-pointers. Nine in the first half. The best shooting exhibition I've ever seen in my life. He started eight for eight. It was amazing. I don't know that we'll ever see this again at BYU. I mean, who knows if we'll see eight for eight from a a three-point shooter in the first half. Right. Again, ever across the whole sport. Like, I was at at the game when Mike Rose made eight um, his senior year. He did it his freshman end. Senior years, right? That was exciting, but it took the whole game, right? This was unbelievable. What he did in the first half, are you serious? That was unbelievable. <laughs> he broke Jimmer's record. In, in what, game four? Five? In game five. He, Chase Fisher watches Jimmer 
in high school at Wake Forest, you know, and he's, he's like, oh, that guy's pretty good. Not at Wake Forest, in high school. He ends up transferring to the same school, and then in game five, breaks that record. He what? didn't even make a two. That's the best part of this. <laughs> he made all threes, all his points from threes. Where would BYU be without Chase Fisher this year? Oh, my goodness. Good grief. How does a team make a game against Division II Chaminade nationally relevant? Nine threes and a half is a good start. Let's not forget that BYU made 17 as a team. That's the school record as well. 121 is seven shy of tying the school record in points per game. So it wasn't just Fisher. Granted, he's the face of that performance. It was the whole team performance. They gave up 85 to a D2 team, by the way, on defense. And I don't even care. I don't care. This is the official quote from Chase. My junior and senior year in high school, I watched Jimmer all the time and never really knew I'd end up at BYU, (laughs) Fisher said. It's awesome to break the record of such a good player, but I think I'm more excited about the win and bouncing back from yesterday. All right. I'll I'll disagree. It's just, no, this does not have, like, people who watch that game, BYU fans who watch that game will remember Chase Fisher against Shamanad for a long time. Because that was unbelievable. If he had made 10, period, you would still remember. But he went, what, 10 of 13? Are you serious? That's amazing. Unbelievable. And a great bounce back. BYU did not show any kind of letdown emotionally and physically in that game. They scored 121. SportsCenter tweets about BYU. BYU's number 10 on SportsCenter's top 10, Chase Fisher making threes. BYU made a national splash against Chaminade. We've established our relevance criteria on BYU Sports Nation a number of times before. Let's revisit, shall we? Number one, play on a national stage. That means ESPN. Check. Yeah, like you do it on CBS Sports Network or, I don't know, the Pac-12 Network. It's not the same. Number two, play an exciting brand on that national stage. Score 121. Fourth most in school history. Your star players shine bright. Shine bright like a diamond. Bang. We already mentioned Fisher's 30 points. Tyler Hawes was 6 for 7 from the field at 19 Quiet, points. Quietly and went for 19. He played 23 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> He's had three sub-20 games. Who cares? Here he's 4-1. BYU set a new team record for threes in the game with 17. And like you mentioned, Jeremy, that's coming off like 12 hours of rest after a double overtime heartbreaker yeah. against a very physical Ranked team in San Diego State. It was actually like 13-something. But, yeah, what a performance. And that, So today they play Purdue at 5 Eastern time, ESPN2 and BYU Radio. That's a nice game for BYU. A Big Ten team. Purdue hasn't been the Purdue of old with the big dog, Glenn Robinson, and all that. But it's a nice matchup. I, li- I like it. Purdue, a team, a Big Ten team, they're not going to push it hard. It's going to be contrasting styles. It's exciting. And we it's saw not- how those contrasting styles worked out against San Diego State. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everyone rises with the water, right? This is, this is good for BYU. It's so good to play in this tournament. Of all, and guess what? I don't care what BYU does today against Purdue. They won't make the splash that they did yesterday. Because they scored 121, and they made 17 threes and had 10 from a dude. Of but all- more people will watch because of sure. what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and BYU now, like last year against Stanford, had a uh, you know get on the radar moment. BYU plays on uh, Big Monday or whatever, you know the, the hoop marathon against yeah. Stanford. They score one twelve on the road. Whoa, BYU gets on the map a little bit. That happened yesterday. The San Diego State game was the Iowa State game last year. Play a ranked team at home. You play them tough. All right, respectable. Then then you do this. So 
comparisons to last season are kind of coming to me for this season. And now BYU has a chance to get, say, you, you said this yesterday, I like this. This is kind of like the Texas game yeah. from last year, the Purdue game. I don't know that Purdue is as good as Texas, but. You beat a Power 5 team. P5 team Neutral on a national port. stage. Okay. Let's I like it. it. it now, now, if Tyler Haas had a, a one-footer at the end of the shot clock at the end of this game to really win it, now it's like, okay, that's too much. Because that's like the Texas game last year. That would be crazy. Yeah, let's <laughs> beat Purdue by 8 or 10, okay? You know, don't, don't make it so Tyler Haas has to hit a falling out of bounds off his one-foot <laughs> fadeaway shot to, to clinch it. But regardless, hey, BYU is a one-point favorite. Hashtag betting is wrong. But they are a one-point favorite against the Boilermakers. Do you remember... Let's rewind a little bit. Do you remember what happened last, let's see, October 18th, 2013? Oh, yeah, I remember. Chase Fisher was in the studio. That is correct. That's, you just remember that off the top of your head, didn't you? Yeah, we didn't like discuss this in our pre-production meeting <laughs> that we would probably bring this up or anything of the sort. He made his debut on BYU Sports Nation. We gave him the karma knowing that he couldn't implement it until this season. We, were, we didn't understand. Like it, I guess it took five games to work. This is a new thing for the karma. It's like the rubber band effect. So it's mm-hmm. just like pulling back and pulling back because he had to wait so long. And then, boom! Ten threes. <laughs> Ten threes. It's real. Jimmer Fredette tweeted. Uh, I remember him. Yesterday. Yeah. Yes. You. Oh, you do? The all-time leading scorer in the history of BYU basketball? Of Brigham? Yeah. He says this. Dang, Chase Fisher. Congrats on the record. But did you have to do it in the first half? You're making us <laughs> all look bad. Happy for you. Awesome. Chase Fisher made more threes than Jimmer had minutes played last night. That's sad. Oh. Jimmer only played nine minutes, scored three points. That's hey, too bad. Was it a three, though? Why did I, I even bring so. that up? What a downer. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Let's discuss facts. I'm sorry. Remember how Tyler Hawes plays for BYU, too? Yes. Yeah, he's got a great shot to become the all-time leading scorer in BYU history. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 559 points away from passing Jimmer Fredette. Tyler Hawes on his way. He needs to average right around 20. I guess I'm looking this up right now. He needs to average right around 22 points a game in the rest of his regular season. 26 games left. 21.5. So it's up 0.1. Oh my gosh, it's up 0.1. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's staring down Devin Durant now. Let's just call him Kevin Durant. Let's replace the D with the K and just have fun with that the rest of the year. Fisher and Hawes leading the way for a team. Scoring a ton of points. I love the duo. I really do. I think that I think it could be one of the best scoring duos BYU's had in the backcourt. Is this Emery and Fredette part two? Tough because one dude averaged twenty eight point nine. Eh, maybe, maybe. Let's. I'll look at that. I'm going to look at that. We'll talk be about a that bit Friday. More balanced yeah. because Chase is putting up more shots. But yeah, like this. This uh, okay offensively. This is one I, of the premier scoring backcourts in college basketball. Who would I rather have? I'd rather have Fredette and Emery. Emery because because Emery is an, the best defender oh, BYU's dude, had. Yeah, absolutely. On ball. Sean Bradley, you could argue, is the best defender ever with his blocking ability. But. We're giving Chase locker room material now. Hey, what? Hey! He's going to D up. He's going to D up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to D up. <laughs> Ripley, West Virginia, represent. Yeah, BYU's scoring a ton My of points. My dad's from the South. I love the South. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 99. BYU leads the nation in scoring at 99 points a game. Number one. BYU is number one. Beat Chauvinat, number one. Oh, by the way, Eastern Kentucky is number four. Wait, who? Eastern 
Kentucky, oh. who plays BYU in the Marriott Center Saturday night on BYU TV, 9.30 Eastern time. Interesting. Offensive basketball. One, Defense optional on Saturday night. Can I get some inception here? Number one versus number four. Again. There we go. Saturday <laughs> on BYU TV. <laughs> Purdue on notice for a Fisher heat wave due to hit Miami at about 3 p.m. Mountain Time today. Our Twitter conversation Caption the photo of Chase Fisher that we tweeted out on our at BYU Sports Nation account. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At JSJ35, Jimmer's record got Fishered. There you go. Nice. There you go. Okay. At Toshalin19, BYU basketball's biggest fan. Chase is fishing for threes. Alani Fua would be proud. Hashtag let. (laughs) (laughs) Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, number 12, BYU Women's Volleyball knocks off LMU in four last night to finish the regular season. 25-4 record, WCC champs. They were in the top 14 the whole season. We have not given them the credit they deserve. They have been fantastic. Selection show is Sunday, 6.30 Mountain, 8.30 Eastern on ESPNU. Awesome. Sean Olmstead can get to win number 100 in his fourth season. They're really good. incredible. Likely hosting the first two rounds next week. BYU Women's Hoops game day in Hawaii as well against Butler at 6 Eastern time. The Fighting Gordon Haywards. I think that's, what, like one local time in Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Exactly okay. right. There you go. That's exactly right. Coming up, we begin the preview of BYU and Cal with California defensive lineman Harrison Wilfley. He wanted to go to BYU, but ended up a bear. That's next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on Thanksgiving Eve. From Studio B at BYU Broadcasting, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Today, this afternoon, men's basketball takes on Purdue. Third game of the Maui Invitational, 5 Eastern time on ESPN2 and right here on BYU Radio. The big dog, Glenn Robinson, going to be watching. Boiler down. Yeah, you heard me. Our Twitter Fun question matchup. today is more of a Twitter caption. Okay, we want you to caption the photo that we sent out of Chase Fisher in regard to his 10 made three-pointers, a school record against Chaminade at the EA Sports Maui Invitational. Use the hashtag BYUSN. This from at JSJ35. Is nothing sacred? What Jimmer records are there left? Oh, my gosh. Like Tyler Haas chasing the all-time one. Okay. <laughs> there are plenty of records. Nicely played. Joining left. BYU Sports Nation now as we turn our attention to BYU and Cal football. That game will take place in Berkeley on Saturday afternoon on the Pac-12 Networks. You can watch it at 2.30 Mountain, uh, 1.30 local time. Is Harrison Wilfley, defensive lineman for the Cal Golden Bears. Harrison, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys. We were just talking about this being like the week for you, man, in the media. Uh, how have you been able to handle all of the all the exposure? You know, it, it, it's it's a lot of fun. It just kind of talk about my mission and stuff like that. I have no problem doing that. You know, all, all RMs they they can never stop talking about their mission. So when people ask about it, it's like a dream come true. When BYU was scheduled to play Cal, did you realize? Oh, that's going to be fun for me that week. Yeah, I mean, when I found out. Initially, I was, it was last year during fall camp, so it was over, over a year ago. And I thought that was my last year playing because I, I didn't know I was going to redshirt that year. Yeah. So I, I was always playing. I told everyone, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be at that game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to come save me a ticket, you know. And I never, I never thought in a million years I'd be here playing in the game. But, so that's a lot of fun. I, I'm really happy to be able to be here and be able to play against 
uh, BYU. Well, here we are, uh, just a few days away from BYU and Cal to close out the regular season. And uh, you have a t- an opportunity with your team to get bowl eligible against the Cougars. What are the conversations like for you and your teammates leading up to this game? We're all, we're all really anxious for the game. We know how important it is. Uh, we, and especially off of the season last year when we came off of a one-win season, it was really tough. So we know that going to a bowl game will be huge for us, and it's a big deal. And so we're all really anticipating the game and, uh, and working hard to, to get a, a W. Harrison, tell us about your evolution as a player from one side of the ball to the other. And like you mentioned, you redshirted what would have been your senior year. Yeah, I, last year I, I had a, a shoulder injury kind of threw me off a little bit, and I really wanted to finish my college career with a full season of football. I didn't want to have a partial season, so it was kind of a tough choice, but I decided to, to redshirt, and uh, it's been an awesome uh, way to go out because now I've, I've been able to play in every single game, and, I've had a, and we've won some games this year opposed to last year. And, it's, uh, and I, I really feel like I've, I've developed a, really well as a D lineman from coming off of the uh, 2012 season as a tight end, and it's just been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. There's some weight gain there? Yeah, actually, last year I went from 250 to 290 Holy to be a D tackle. Yeah, that's wow. a lot of peanut butter sandwiches, man. That is a lot of <laughs> pasta, is what it was. <laughs> Harrison Wilfley, California defensive lineman and return missionary on BYU Sports Nation, with us now. Harrison, I heard you grew up a BYU fan. Uh, walk us through what it was like to uh, to cheer for the Cougars and now play for the Bears. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy because I grew up watching Luke Staley and. And I was a big fan of Austin Cauley as a Sacramento native like, like me and, and uh, John Beck. All those guys, I used to watch them all, and it, it was a lot of fun. And I, I always saw myself going to BYU and kind of doing that, that, whole, um, that whole thing. But I ended up going to a junior college out of high school. And out of the junior college, I was trying to set up something with BYU, but it was a little too far in advance for him to commit to anything um, for after my mission. There was something and- too advanced for BYU. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I guess in 2019, so. we don't have a spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I came back from my mission and I sent out my film. And Cal was one of my top choices, even though BYU was probably the place I really wanted to go. And but I ended up just sending it to Cal first, just out of uh, just happened to work out that way. And then I got a call immediately. Uh, I got offered a scholarship within a couple of days after that, and I jumped on it. I, I saw it as a huge blessing. I, I didn't want to pass up that opportunity coming off of two-year mission, you know? You served your mission in uh, Uruguay, or should I say Uruguay? Is, is Uruguay. That okay, there we go. Sorry. I, <laughs> I served in South Korea, so I'm, just, I'm not even going to try anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. You did fine. Harrison, do your, do your teammates ask you about the mission experience, being that the, it's probably unique to you playing at Cal? Yeah, they do. They, they haven't really heard of too many instances of uh, this happening over here in, in Berkeley, so... They always like to, to hear about it a little bit, and and uh, they have all kinds of different questions about what it's like down there in the country. And, and and honestly, a lot of them don't even know really what we do as missionaries, so I had to kind of like walk them through the step, the daily routine of what we actually do, and that's always a lot of fun to see what they think of that. Oh, yeah, we love joking about the mission trip. Yeah, we, we both went <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, oh, your mission trip. Yeah, I went on one of those. So like, well, yeah, yeah sort of. Um, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, two weeks is tremendous. You know, that's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> when, when you look at uh, 
Cal's team. The offense, uh, tremendous. One of the best in the country. Defense, some numbers that are in the bottom of the FBS. Because you play in the Pac-12, do you guys feel like you're a better defense than maybe what the stats show? Um, sometimes we do, but other times we, we come across teams. And, and I mean, we've, we've had trouble this year for sure on defense. And our offense, has, like you said, has been doing really well. So we're just grateful to have that offense behind us, backing us up. But uh, on defense, we're working hard. We feel like we're getting better by the week as the weeks go on. Who knows what we would be like in another conference? I, I have no idea. But uh, I, I just know that I feel like as a, as a defense as a whole, we've gotten a lot better as the season has gone on. That Arizona game, we kind of were exposed a little bit, and since then it's been a little bit of trouble. But we're uh, we're working past it. Harrison Wilfley, defensive tackle for Cal Berkeley, made the switch over from tight end and is now on the defensive side of the ball for the Bears. Uh, What's it like to defend the California offense in practice, Harrison? Uh, It's it's crazy. You gotta you gotta really put on your uh, your track shoes for them. (laughs) (laughs) We're always running around all over the place. They do a lot of hurry up, and so it's it's not uncommon to feel winded, you know. And and you gotta be really alert and ready to go, line up quick and. I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's a workout. What have your conversations been like with, uh, I don't know if you have any friends that play for BYU or are at BYU or just BYU fans. What have those conversations been like this week? Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of them that go to BYU are always saying, well, I'm, I'm rooting for you, but I'm still going to cheer for my coups, you know, and <laughs> things like that. But, I've, uh, I mean, the last person I knew for BYU was uh, Spencer Hadley because he served mm-hmm. his mission in my hometown over there, so I, I got to know him pretty well there. But uh, since him, I haven't, I haven't known too many other BYU players, so luckily I haven't had to have that discussion with any of them. Harrison, you're 24 years old, uh, the oldest player on your team. Are you like the wily veteran? Are you, are you the grown man that they all come to for advice? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that was the case, but not so much because we got – uh, there's another defensive line, starting D lineman, Austin Clark, who's actually a month older than me. Oh, okay. So, okay. Nice. Yeah, so he's kind of known as the grand- grandfather clock of the team. <laughs> wow. Yeah. BYU. So he- oh, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. BYU's uh, oldest player is 26, and he's actually a junior. Yeah, that, that actually happens. <laughs> That's just what we do here. That's just what yep. we do. Uh, I want to ask you this. You, so you're, you're an LDS dude who grew up liking BYU, and you play in the Pac-12 for Cal. Do you do you see at any point in the future, or would you want BYU in the Pac-12 or Pac-14 if expansion came to that? Because that's what I want, Harrison. I want BYU in that conference. I think that'd be a lot of fun to be honest. I'd love to see them play against teams like Cal more often and, and Stanford, and and see how they how they fare against them. Because BYU every year they come out and they have a at least a decent team, and it's not they don't have very many off years since Bronco Mendenhall and. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun watching them in a lot of these games. So yeah, I'd, I would love that to be honest. What's the scouting report as you prepare to play against BYU, who's a team that's trying to get noticed and, and get into a Power Five conference? What what has been the defensive preparation for them this week? For for us against BYU, yeah. Uh, this week we're, we're kind of uh, preparing for them like we do a lot of the other spread teams. So we're kind of setting our coverages the way that we that we would and and as far as D-line goes we have a a lot of lateral games so we're we're trying to stay um square to the ball and and keep the ball in front of us and and all that good stuff to where we can't get tricked up too much does BYU compare to any team 
more than another in the Pac-12 that you've seen on film? Um, that's a good question. They they kind of honestly, I think they re, they compare a lot to to Cal in a, in a lot of ways. When when we're playing against the the scouts in in practice, they it seems the offense seems to be pretty similar to to Cal in a lot of ways. Harrison Wilfley, defensive lineman for California on BYU Sports Nation. What are you doing for Thanksgiving, my friend, before uh, the big game on Saturday? Uh, I think I'm going to be heading over to Austin Clark's house because we, we have practice and, and uh, a game this week, so it's not really worth it going home and coming back in one night like that. So, so the two old guys getting together for Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's right, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're probably getting together. He, he has some family coming to cook dinner. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty awesome, awesome deal. Harrison, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us uh, during a busy week for you, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Harrison Wilfley, California defensive lineman. I thought that was really insightful. What an interesting place to be. Like He, he grew up a BYU fan, but he's at Cal, and now he gets to play BYU. And like he said, he wasn't going to be in this game last year. He redshirted due to an injury and gained 40 pounds. As he Went from switched. 250 40, to 290. 40 pounds. Wow. Hashtag pasta. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we get big, man. Well, I don't want to gain 40 pounds. <laughs> I will next, on Thursday. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on Thanksgiving Eve. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. As always, you can download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed, if you know what that means, on BYUSportsNation.com. <laughs> if you do, you can do it. Uh, <laughs> Countdown to kickoff is live Saturday, 3.30 Eastern time on BYU TV. Spencer will be live in Berkeley. Uh, Dave Blaine, Brian David in Provo. If, if you're local, by the way, come hang out. Show up, but it's 1.30 Mountain Time on Saturday. Show up a little before that by 1.15, get a seat, hang out, eight and up. Don't need to reserve a seat online. Just show up and have fun. If not, watch it on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Here's your Go Fast, Go Hard edition of today's trending topics. BYU making a splash nationally with 17 made three-pointers as a team. That's a record. 121 points, fourth best ever in BYU basketball history. 10 from Chase Fisher, which is a record. BYU women's volleyball. Hey, not to be outdone. They've been in the top 14 all year. Number 12 in the country right now. Knockoff LMU last night to finish 25-4 and four on their regular season selection Sunday is coming up very quickly. And women's basketball game day also in Hawaii against Butler, 6 Eastern on the islands. Joining BYU Sports Nation now from paradise at a very early hour is Tim Lacombe. Tim, have you recovered from the emotional high that was 17 made three-pointers and 121 points? Yeah, it was, it was an amazing deal. Um, Chase obviously got us started, and then everybody, you know, I actually looked at the stat sheet and was just, I knew he'd made a lot, you know, at one of the timeouts, but uh, the media timeout, they give you stats, and I mean, we were 11 for 11. Uh, I think we ended up going 12 for 12 uh, prior to missing one, but uh, amazing shooting performance. Uh, I do believe that, you know, watching these guys shoot the ball every day, that this, that's something I, you know, not, not that I, knew, I thought we were capable of going 11 for 11, but I, I knew this team was a shot-making team. And, uh, you know, we just kind of put together a neat little streak yesterday during the game, and it was a lot of fun to watch. We talked a lot about the fact that of the three games that you played in Maui, 
the game against Chaminade was probably not going to be the one that made a national splash, yet you guys did something to get on the map. Uh, what kind of importance does that play in the program to get have SportsCenter tweet about you, be in the top ten? I know you want to win the game, but there are other things, right? Yeah, for sure. I think I think particularly coming off a disappointing game, you know, Monday night that we all felt like when we left that we'd kind of left one out there. You know, we we had two plays, really three plays to win a game. And it was taking care of the ball a couple times. It was getting a really crucial rebound that we didn't get on a stop. And uh, you know, everybody went in the locker room. Everybody was sick, and, and it always starts and ends with Coach Rose. When he came in the locker room, he's like, gosh, you know, that's a game that we played really well in that we uh, really could have won you know, we, if we take care of some things. And uh, that's life. And we can either sit around and feel sorry for ourselves or we can come out and make, you know, make, make tomorrow count and get better tomorrow. And uh, like you said, I mean, a lot of people say playing that Shaman game is one of the tougher things, particularly coming off a loss. But the guys put something together, like you said, that got our, our name out there in a positive way after a tough deal and uh, really sets us up well for being able to go 2-1 and one in the tournament out here and, and get back home. Now you face a really solid Big Ten team in the Purdue Boilermakers, BYU a one-point favorite right now. Uh, and you're going to have some more eyes watching this game, probably because of what happened with Chase and your team making so many threes yesterday. What's the scouting report uh, in the few hours that you've had to uh, look at Purdue and what they do? We got back to the hotel um, after our game, and, and we you know, kind of went into our our prep mode, and uh, we, we, we obviously had film broke down on all the teams that are out here, but we turned our attention to Purdue, and, and as you would expect, they're a Big Ten team. They've got Big Ten athletes, you know, Big Ten size. Uh, two of the bigger post guys we've played all year. Uh, A.J. Hammond's a seven-footer uh, who is a really, really nice player for them. Um, and then um, Isaac Haas is a freshman, and I think, I'm not I think it'd be safe to say this is the largest man on the island of Maui right now. <laughs> Seven um, two two ninety seven. Yeah, he's. He, he, I passed him uh, at one of the functions we had out here, and he is enormous. Um, he, he's a big man. So they've got really two, two really big guys inside that will probably be two of the more. You know, we haven't played a lot of teams that have traditional post players, um, and these two guys are, are definitely low block uh, post players. Uh, Hammonds can step out and shoot the ball, but when he gets it down on the block, you know, it, it's it's an issue. So we've got to do a good job of handling that. And they've got great leadership at the point. Uh, Fifth-year transfer from Colorado State was on all those great Colorado State teams over the last couple of years. Uh, John Octius is their point guard. Uh, and then they've got uh, leading them in scoring uh, is Kendall Stevens, who he's a, a dead-eye, 57% three-point shooter. Wow. So... Um, they've got a little bit of everything. Um, great size, great athleticism, um, very physical. You know, Matt Painter's teams, uh, because he played for uh, foreign coach with Gene Cady at Purdue, are very, very physical and aggressive. Um, so it'll be it'll be a real test for us on the defensive end to guard them in all those spots, and then they will make life difficult for you uh, coming off screens and trying to get get easy looks, and particularly coming off a game where we played so so well and they they saw us make so many shots i think they'll be very very keyed in to us on the offensive end i want to go back to uh the chaminade game for a little bit when did you realize it was nuts 
When did I, I'm sorry, say that again. When did you realize it was nuts, what was happening, the three-point shooting? Uh, I, I realized it was nuts. You have to understand, though, like last year in, 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 uh, in our practices, and I think Nate commented on this after the game into the media, um, we saw this type of deal from Chase okay. regularly in practice. Um, it was it was a deal where honestly he would he would make seven eight threes in a row in all in our drills in our live stuff and you know we'd be yelling at our guys to get out and guard him you know and uh, Chase is one of those guys who all he needs is just a, a a little bit of space and he can get that shot off as he sh- as he's shown the last couple of games out here I mean San Diego State's one of the better defensive teams and and you know Chase you know struggled a little bit to to make shots against them, we too, I think. Um, but he had a little bit more space yesterday, and he just, you know, got going. For me, it was crazy when I actually had to look at the stat sheet. <laughs> I knew we'd made a bunch, right? I, I knew we'd made a bunch, but when I looked down and saw 11 for 11, that you just don't see it, right? Yeah. Um, Coach Pope, actually, we were talking last night while we were doing the, uh, the scout for Purdue, and he's convinced that if you went back – because Chase made his first three, I think, at 18.57 on the clock. And then I think he made seven threes in about five minutes. Span. Holy cow. That's amazing. And we're, we both, you know, we're both looking at each other like, first of all, you know, in the history of basketball, who's taken seven threes in five minutes <laughs> and, and still been on the floor, right? Because most programs, you know, they're not, they're not about you firing that ball quick, unlike ourselves. I mean, I think one of the I want to make like a bumper sticker for our program. BYU basketball want to score? You know, question mark. Um, That's what was said after the game by some of the analysts, Seth Greenberg. Yeah, and, uh, they said if you want to if you want to put up shots, the green lights at BYU, right? Yeah, and and, and I think that um, so so anyway, I, I kind of went all over the place on that question, but I think if you went back and, and looked through the history, it, it'd be hard pressed to find seven. Seven, eight threes in five minutes. So you know, during that stretch, it was it was pretty crazy. Seriously, he makes his first seven threes, then comes out of the game. Did he ask to come out of the game, or did you have to force him out of the game? No, coach took him out. Um, and, you know, he and uh, he didn't ask to come out. And you know, we we kind of have some rotations. You know, that we we kind of not that we have set rotations, but just kind of coach had wanted to be able to play some guys, and um, and then he goes back in and makes. What two more? Yeah, his makes his, his next one in the then, first half. Then yeah. misses one that makes a ninth. Half. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was uh, it was fun and and like you guys said, it it made a tough deal on Monday night. Um, something that where it really encouraged me that our guys, you know, this, this is a pretty special team because it's not really until you hit some adversity to see kind of what you're made of, and they responded really well. Number one scoring offense in America right now at 99 points a game. Putting up 68 shots a game. Was this a goal at any point? Like, hey, let's lead the nation in scoring? Was Or was it like, you know what? We want to be 80-plus, be in the top 10-ish? Yeah, we don't We don't really talk about being one. I, I think more importantly, our system. I mean, we talk about, we, in every game we go into, we talk about our pace. Uh, we feel like over a 40-minute span, if we continue to play at our pace, and it's not, as you guys know, I mean, you watch this enough, it's not come down and chuck a shot up. Um, that's Spencer. That's like, Spencer's pickup game. Hey, hey, now. Yeah, yeah. Spencer and 
and Cody, right? Cody Fuger. Oh, oh, oh Fuger. That's actually Fuger's game. I've, <laughs> I've seen it and went, witnessed it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if, we do believe that if, if we've got an advantage, we work on advantages every day. Um, and basketball really is played a lot of times in advantages. And the great thing, you come down with an advantage number, you know, four on three, five on four, three on two. Um, why not attack, you know, and instead of, of pull the ball out and allow it to become five on five and then run offense for the sake of running offense. You know, I, I loved working for Coach Majerus at Utah, and it was a completely different philosophy. I mean, his his offense, his shot, and a shot was like a sacred event after a <laughs> after a series of you know tribal movements. You you got to then say you know sacredly shoot the ball, and that was how he believed. And our system, and our philosophy is totally different. It's if you throw that ball ahead, if you've got numbers in your advantage you'd be able to move the ball to find a guy with his feet set that we recruited to be a shooter to make a basket um, to shoot the ball in. And we use that hard in recruiting, you know, because at the end of the day, you score 99 points, but possessions, What you, you, you mentioned the number of possessions we have in a game. Um, uh, yeah, 68 well, field goal attempts. I'm not sure what the possession number is. All right, so, so really, when you look at possessions, you know, possession is a rep really for for a young player with with this aspiring to get to another level and the number of reps you get the number of times you get to do something really kind of translates into experience which you know equates into um, being able to become better at something and so the more reps you have the more opportunities you have to practice something in a game setting um, the, the better it is and I, we do believe that you know Brandon Davies being in the NBA a lot of it's a byproduct of Brandon led the nation in post touches yeah, his senior yeah. year. And so a lot of people would say BYU just comes down and throws the ball up, but we throw the ball, you know, in the post if that's where the advantage is and um and him getting all those opportunities to catch the ball in a live game setting in the post and turn and make decisions either to shoot it or find somebody, you know, had really kind of helped his helped his game, helped his uh his stock. So no, there's. We don't say, sit back and say we want to be number one in the nation in scoring, but we do say we want to score. We want to. Uh, we want to push tempo. We want to push pace, and we want to play on advantage. We want to play on attack. BYU basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe joining us live from Hawaii. They're at the EA Sports Maui Invitational, getting set to take on Purdue. Coach, what's the energy level that uh, you anticipate today from your team after uh, two games? This is now game number three before you come back for Eastern Kentucky on Saturday. We've got a we've got a mature group and we've got great leadership. Um, so I anticipate our energy level will be really high. Um, they all know that um, after the game, you know, we're we're getting on a plane and we're flying home, and it's a long flight. And uh, these guys like to win, and uh, so I think our energy our energy level will be high. I think our enthusiasm will be high. We had a great um, kind of scouting preparation session last evening. And um, we we were able to sit down and talk about you know things that you know, over the last couple of games that we've we've done really well things we've got to improve on, and, and then we were we were able to focus our attention on Purdue and the things we've got to do really well today. And the thing I'm really encouraged about with this group is um, they all stay around and they want to see more film and they want to ask questions about the guy they're guarding and 
to want to, uh, you know, they want to do something to help their teammate. You know, this team is very unselfish. The ball really moves. From day one, that ball really moves. So I think when you couple the kind of the energy enthusiasm that naturally is there with, uh, with the desire to win and the desire to be unselfish, you know, I think every time we take the floor, uh, we'll always be prepared and, and mentally be prepared, but uh, physically these guys will get themselves ready to where you know they want to win the game. Tim, when you score 121, does allowing 85 to a D2 team matter at all? Well, we, I don't we, think it does. <laughs> we do need to get better defensively. I mean, there there are possessions where, um, you know, I think with the mindset sometimes you think, well, if they score one, we'll just go down and score three, you know. Yeah. Um, and we, we do, we do need to, we do need to lock some things down. I mean, there isn't, uh, there isn't, it is a little bit when you talk in, when you talk about pace of play, the shot clock, the advantage, the number of opportunities they have to score as opposed to maybe, you know, if a team that plays slower, you can't just look at the number. I mean, you kind of, kind of look at per pace of play and factor whatever, yeah. that in. Right, right. But we all feel that we've got to get better defensively. Um, we've got to take away, we've got to do a better job of taking away certain possessions in a game that, uh, you know, one that comes out to me, you know, against uh, San Diego State was when we give up a couple of and ones to, to Skyler Spencer, who's a 40-something percent free throw shooter, and we've got guys around there could just, you know, he's going up for the shot and just, foul him so he can't get the ball to the rim and he's got to go to the line to earn two instead of giving him two and an opportunity to make a free throw. Um, or just some direct line drives to the basket sometimes when our weak side's not solid or um, you know an offensive rebound when we've really stressed that we've got to get guys off the glass. So I feel like you're always trying to get better defensively but but you can't just, I guess my point is you can't just look at the number without qualifying how fast we're playing. There are a lot of teams that play defense with their offense you know they hold the ball and run the shot clock down to you know 10 seconds left on the shot clock in, in nearly every possession and that's limiting the opportunity of the other team to go down and score quickly uh and feel good about coming down and playing for you know 30 more seconds defense so looking at the number itself is is not something that concerns us per se it's it's you know per possession and how we're handling specific situations within the context of scouting reports. Tim, we've really enjoyed this conversation and the insights from your courtside coaching seat, watching BYU really put on a special performance yesterday and also get ready for Purdue. We'll end with this. You've been sporting some really awesome BYU-style Hawaiian shirts. What's the attire for today's game? Well, we got three shirts. Um, we got three shirts, uh, our boys over that uh, Mr. Mack hooked us up with some sweet duds. Uh, we've got a uh, – so we wore blue the first night. Oh, those were we awesome. Wore, yeah, those were fantastic. We wore kind of a beige one uh, yesterday, and today's is a, is a black Hawaiian print. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. I love so it. So there's your inside scoop on, on <laughs> yeah, the wardrobe. Breaking news! <laughs> the coaching staff um, wear black. Maybe, maybe, I'll bring, uh, maybe I'll bring those home. You guys can wear them on the air. Okay. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd okay. be great. That that would be fantastic. Would you guys do that? Absolutely, oh. we would do. Would that. Would we do that? Of course, I'm wearing black right now. I'm ready to run. I'm ready to go. 
Can, well, I'm not saying what you are, the black one. I'll pick which one you get to wear. I'll give you the, <laughs> oh, you'll, I'll you'll give you the worst color each for TV to oh. put you in a bad spot. So beige? Spot Is that what you're saying, beige? Yeah, you're getting beige, and oh. and, and maybe I'll find a pink one for Spencer. Oh. <laughs> no, that's wonderful. Hey, hey, serious question here. Uh, we want Chase Fisher's shooting sleeve for the set from that game from Shamanon. <laughs> No, nobody's getting that thing. <laughs> nobody's you getting know, that crazy. thing. When he came out, when he was seven for seven, he came out at the game. I mean, he was seven for seven. And it listed seven minutes on the. You know, he played seven minutes total on on the sheet. Um, but he was standing near me, and I took three steps away from him because I didn't want to even mess with his. <laughs> <laughs> How about a sock? That's. The... <laughs> uh, I'll mention it to him. I'll okay. mention it to him. I. But I think everything he wore until. Until maybe he goes over, which I don't think will happen. Okay, <laughs> I that, think that's he's all on to it because that was magic, man. That was magic. That is totally fair, Tim. Great to talk to you as always. Good luck today uh, against Purdue, and I hope you get at least a twenty-minute nap in uh, before the game for waking up so early to talk to us. All right, hey, you guys are great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Tim. Tim Lacombe live from Hawaii and the EA Sports it, Maui Invitational. We talked to him at like seven thirty-five in the morning. Trust me, he's there and he's eating it up, getting ready for Purdue. Like, no worries. Come on, I want the shooting sleeve of Chase Fisher from that game. That's not going to I don't happen. ask for a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. You're that's, go, that's going yeah. into the, the display case, man. Yeah. Up next, big deal or no deal. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're broadcasting in Radio Vision from Studio B. Tonight or today. Today. Or this morning if you're in Hawaii. <laughs> It'll be it'll be afternoon. It'll be twelve, right? Yeah. Men's basketball, BYU versus Purdue, five Eastern on ESPN two, and right here on BYU Radio. It's time to play big deal, no deal. Big deal, no deal. Here's how it works: we throw out a given scenario. Jeremy and I use our minds to cogitate a response. Oh boy! Decide if it's a big deal or no deal. Number one. Big deal, no deal, giving up 85 points to a D2 team. I say no deal. BYU won by 36. You score 121. They play at a really fast pace. No deal. For me, it's no deal as well. We just heard from Tim Lacombe. BYU has more possessions. They're naturally going to give up more. And I think Bob Beeler, Boise State's play-by-play, said it best. Oh, my gosh, who cares? (laughs) No, he just said, who cares? Yeah, no, it's you win by 36, number two. Big deal, no deal, a top five matchup in the Marriott Center Saturday. I say no deal. Top five in what way? Explain. <laughs> Eastern Kentucky, after two huh? games, is number four in the country in scoring. BYU number one in the country after five games. I, I don't think the Colonels can come into the Marriott Center and do anything against BYU that's going to let them get a win. No deal. Colonels, they're the Wildcats. BYU got Eastern Kentucky into the Marriott Center. This is huge Saturday on BYU TV (laughs) and 9 Eastern. Shameless plug. (laughs) Number three. Big deal, no deal. Cal's bottom five defense. This is a very big deal because they're giving up 60 points to Washington State. They're giving up 50-plus to Colorado. BYU has a chance to score at will on statistically, the worst defense in the country. This is a big deal because it means BYU can go in and win this game. Operative word, bottom. Worst pass defense, fifth worst total and scoring defense. They are really bad. They're really bad. They are really bad. BYU should score a bunch of points. The question is, who will be worse? BYU's defense or Cal's defense? But I really think that the game hinges 
on the right arm of Christian Stewart. Who can play enough He has to win the game for BYU. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Craig Bills and Blaine Fowler haven't played in a turkey bowl. This is a big deal because they haven't enjoyed their childhood. No, it's <laughs> it's it's no deal. They're playing organized, meaningful football their entire youthful lives. Wait, a turkey bowl isn't into college and in some cases professional. I so I I say no deal as much as I hate the fact that they haven't. And, big yeah. big deal. I I'm, I was just so surprised they hadn't. I understand that they play big boy football, but. <laughs> You haven't, like, played with your ward or your family one time in a turkey bowl? That just shocks me. Our Twitter question or conversation today is, Caption this picture of Chase Fisher. We have sent it out on our Twitter account, at BYU Sports Nation. At 49er Kook says, Jimmer can do anything Jimmer can do, I can do better. You knew that you one You almost was have to sing that one. Anything Jimmer can do, I can at do better. Dr. Steve Best. Don't bother defending this time. I'm putting it in regardless. <laughs> <laughs> That's well played. Up next, more of your tweets as you caption Chase Fisher's performance against Chaminade. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Future guests. How about a Thanksgiving special tomorrow? And on Friday, I will be live in Berkeley as well as BYU Football All Access with Michael, Elisa, and Bronco Mendenhall. That sounds great. Sounds like a great Friday show to me. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We would be foolish not to give it to Chase Fisher for setting a record with 10 made three-pointers what a game. in one game. What a game. And all I want for Thanksgiving, because you get gifts, Christmas, is Chase Fisher's shooting sleeve. That's all I want. We'll see if we can make it happen. Whitney, you can cancel everything else because I just want that shooting sleeve for the set. That's it. Caption the Chase Fisher picture at Sam Master G says, when I yell, fish on, my family doesn't know if I'm fishing for salmon or watching a BYU basketball game. Apparently Sam has a river in his house. When the boogeyman goes to bed at night, he checks under the bed for Chase Fisher. That's from at Almond Way. Thanks to Harrison Wilfleet, Tim Lacombe, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Our show on demand, BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Brett Applegate. Happy Thanksgiving.